back in, Bill Haven. Just saying, I would be the first person mentioned there, Tom Becker. I'm I'm a Grand Millhaven on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. Good morning, this morning. Uh, but you're not on the KTRS. This is a podcast. This is not your radio show. Heard every morning, but uh, what from six to ten on five ninety uh, KTRS in St. Louis or five fifty KTRS in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I apologize. Also, also to be heard on the KTRS uh, uh, app. The 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 World Wide Web, I believe, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I'm trying to give you a plug. I'm giving you a plug. Of course, you can always. Always find the Becca's Beats online at fox42kptm.com. I guess what we're starting this off with, for somebody who maybe hasn't listened to the podcast before, is that McGraw and I are both professional talkers. We do, we do this for a living. Which is we... pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, people actually pay us to do this in other worlds. It's because we're, like, totally incapable of having a real job. Can I uh, can I out podcasters everywhere? Uh, can I stop you? No, you really can't. Well, then do it. So you know, uh, since we are now podcasters ourselves, and we don't really care how many people are downloading. I mean, I ask you every once in a while, and you're like, I haven't really looked. And we know there are people downloading it, and believe it or not, there are actually people enjoying this. So we thank you for that. Yes, we do thank but- you. Hey, let me get this. Let me get. Let me let me set the record straight. We do want a lot of people to listen, and that's so if you like the podcast, share it with your friends, subscribe, all that stuff, so that you know we get as big an audience as possible. I think what you're trying to say is that we don't obsess on it. We put this out here and let the chips sort of fall where they may. Right, and we're not going seeking, um, you know, sponsors and what like some of these other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at podcasting and you look at numbers. And, you know, you see these insane numbers for people who are uh, doing a podcast, actors who are doing a podcast, they're getting insane amount of downloads, right? And they're, um, what's the company that paid uh, Justin Bateman a ton of money to do their podcast with Probably Will Spotify Arnett? And, yeah, yeah, Spotify and iHeart. Yeah, some insane way, number. We're on Spotify and iHeart, and we'd be more than happy to take your checks if, you know, if you'd like, yeah. So I saw this story with quite, a, and I can't, I couldn't sort of comprehend how, like, three actors who've never done talk radio, how how they're sort of, how they cracked the code of, you know, podcasting and talk radio. And it's finally hard to believe. And all these people who are making all this money on podcasters. Well, it was a story I found this week from Time Magazine. And it um, basically calls out podcasters saying that there was a new study done and that um, the number of downloads is totally and completely bogus. Really? Yeah. So not all downloads are created equal. What they found out is that um, gamers, believe it or not, you play a game on your phone, okay? Mm -hmm. And you win a prize, you get to the next level, you do whatever, right? Or they stop and try and send you an advertisement or something, right? Well, when you try and click the X to sort of get out of it or whatever, you know, it takes you a couple seconds to do it. Well, what podcasters are doing is they are, quote unquote, downloading their podcast to you through the gaming apps, And so once it's quote unquote, once you've quote unquote clicked on it through the gaming app, 
it counts as a download. So you're you're playing solitaire, right? You win or lose, and then the game sends you a 30-second commercial to watch, right? Well, that 30-second commercial is tied to a podcaster who paid for you to watch that ad to give you 30 seconds to, quote-unquote, basically click on that podcast, which then counts as a download and then counts towards the millions of people listening to your podcast. Does that make any sense? Well, it makes a little bit of sense. And basically, it's like it's almost like bots are, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's buying it's buying fake fake listeners. And then it's like Twitter, Twitter, you know, and that's one of the things that made the deal go south with Elon Musk is that Twitter wouldn't say how many verified accounts they really have. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, look, I get this all the time on Twitter. I'll post something and I get somebody that has a problem with it. So I get a guy that sends me like some scathing, nasty, uh, obscenity laden uh, laden, uh, comment, right? I go to his Twitter feed, you know, he opened it up the day before, he has no followers, he's not following anybody, you know? And it's like, okay, so you're a bogus guy, you're not a real person, you you know, you piece of shit. I don't care if somebody hates what I have to say, as long as they're real about it and put their name behind it and, and, you know, we don't have to be friends, I, I, I get that. It's when these people, do it with you know a false screen and they have this this false sense of security because they're hiding behind a computer uh, those little weasels i have i've got like no no i i get that i get that but so advertisers are buying clicks right they're Mm -hmm. they're spent they're they're ruining traditional media newspapers radio television news because they're going online because that's where the people are but the people aren't there online advertising doesn't work the way you think it does and so you're, you're buying into this podcast, which is buying, you know, millions of fake clicks. You think your message is being heard by millions of, of, uh, of people. It's not. They're all bots. It's all fake. And you're destroying traditional media where, you know, the news is kind of really important. And, and social media, it, it's just it's so bogus and so embarrassing. And yet they continue to do it. And if, you know, the ratings And the TV ratings and the Nielsen ratings and the radio ratings are so skewed and so broken. And yet we have to live in this world and compete with these people who are buying fake ratings. It's it's bullshit. And by the way, by the way, because of everybody who going all digital and stuff like that, you're right. They're they're killing local programming. They're killing the, you know, the local, um, the local host. So right now, take what's happening in Florida right now. Right now in Florida, they need you know, legitimate, responsible reporters, they're reporting what's going on, you know, what the weather forecast is, where the shelters are, uh, you know, what, what uh, uh, you know, when the power will be back on. I mean, they need people out there like that covering this sort of stuff. But your local radio stations, your local newspapers, your local TV stations are, are have been, you know, they're a shell of their former self, you know, because you said, like, you're right. It's like everybody, oh, we got to go digital. You know, when the reality is, is that, yeah, digital is important and digital is a part of it, but uh, not at the expense of uh, some of the more traditional media. Well, I know so many advertisers who say, oh, no, I'm going digital. And so many advertisers come back three months later and say, well, that was a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Your ad was seen eight million times by four Russian bots. I can't believe your advertising didn't work. Well, and the other the other thing too is you ever have this happen with that? With because I always say, well, you know, the algorithms we can target the ad directly to your consumer. 
you ever get an ad that pops up and you look at it and say, what the fuck? What algorithms did I have? What, what site that I clicked on that made somebody think that, you know, that I'm interested in buying a, a unicycle, you know? I mean, <laughs> well, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of feminine products these days because Emerson likes to play on YouTube. So they they think they think they're marketing to Emerson's mommy. Meanwhile, well, I'm well, like, well, I don't really you, you are you're letting your two year old actually be online? No, 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 no. She's on YouTube. She watches Coco Melon on YouTube. It's like it's like Sesame Street. Yeah, okay, but you're but you're the one in control, right? You don't want to just hand her the, the iPad and say, here, you know, find it. No, right? no, 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 no. No, I'm watching it with her. Okay. That's why I'm going bat cr- shit crazy because I'm watching Coco Melon all day long. <laughs> I'd never heard of Coco Melon before, so that. Well, you're lucky. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Barney, but only annoying. Oh, yeah, Think of Barney and then the be really yet. annoyed. What's that? You haven't got to the good part yet. What like she's five and wants to watch, you know. The sequel to Frozen eight thousand times. I take, I'll take it. Anything, anything other than JJ and the wheels on the bus go round and round. Listen to this. <laughs> the other day, the other day, she's 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 in her crib, she's in her room, and she's crying out for daddy at two o'clock in the morning. So I go in there, right, uh-huh. half asleep. I kick her toy, right, and her toys on the ground. I kick her toy. I stub her toe, my toe. I get to the crib, and she's like, "Daddy, daddy, daddy." Binky, 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 right? So sometime in the night, the Binky fell out of her mouth and now she can't find it. So it's pitch black and I'm like, I, I don't know where it is. And she says, and I quote, that's okay, you can buy it on YouTube. Uh, uh, she says, that's okay, you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> you little stinker. <laughs> that's okay, you can buy it on Amazon. In okay, the so dead no- sleep. Where where did she get that? I mean, where did she get the knowledge that you could buy a binky on Amazon? I don't know, but apparently you can. <laughs> you can pretty much buy anything on Amazon. I, I she must have somebody somewhere said I'll just buy it on Amazon, and she just I mean she's a parrot. She's unbelievable. Oh man, yeah, all the things you didn't think about, huh? But uh... I mean, it was just like you can buy it on YouTube. I was you little stinker. And then I remember you're like, oh, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, so excited. And then now, yeah, you didn't think about stubbing your toe, getting a binky at two in the morning while uh, your kid is uh, doing some online shopping. The tr- well, she wasn't doing any online shopping. But I tell you what, being a parent, you know, being a parent of a two year old is actually kind of a lot of fun. Yeah, but how you know, old are you? You're like, what, 80, 90? How old are you? I'm, I'm 55. Okay, 55. And you are the first, first kid parent of a two year old. Yes, because I'm older, I have more patience for them. I don't have any energy. I go to bed with them at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so everything's perfect. <laughs> she, remember, loves the, she loves the early bird special just like I do. I, I remember, I remember uh, being, uh, being like in my 30s and joking that my biological clock wasn't ticking. I thought, you know, I'll get into my 50s. I'll find some younger woman, you know, have a kid then and everything. And... Uh, then I got to my 50s. It was like, I don't have the patience or the energy. I don't know, you know. But I'm, I am sort of hoping 
to do a Tony Randall thing, you know, like, you know, like, like become a dad, like at 75, you know, so and you I just got, so you, you know, I just had a few years like left, you know? Yeah. Well then, you know, then I'll be stuck raising your kid. I don't want to be stuck raising a little <laughs> Becca. Come on, man. Ah, you might need some nephew will be doing that. Oh, okay, good. No, actually, actually, right. actually, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll stay with the baby's mama. <laughs> oh, I'm was sorry. that a was that, that a was dig? That was that a, too soon? Too soon. Too I'm, soon. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's only it's she's two. It's it's only been two years. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, but um, oh god. So uh, I I gotta tell you. I, 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 there, there's a part of me, I, I don't necessarily want to admit this, because it's not necessarily a flattering part of me, but I think there's a part of me that nobody wants to admit, but it's a part of pretty much almost everybody. You're watching the reporters, whether it's CNN, the Weather Channel, whatever, you're watching these people reporting on Hurricane Ian, and there's a part deep down inside, somewhere inside, or you secretly hope that, you know, they just get, like, you don't want to see them seriously hurt, but maybe, like, just not to the ground and slide down the street. Well. You know, just, or, or, or have a, have a uh, you know, have a trash can come and just narrowly miss them, you know? So, you, you're, say, you wanna... so, so you're saying, it, you're saying you're watching the hurricane coverage like you are a NASCAR race. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I um. But by the way, by the way, no NASCAR fan will admit that you know they're secretly looking for a wreck. No, but they'll never admit that. But you know they are. Well, I, I I'm not necessarily a NASCAR fan, but I I think if you're a true NASCAR fan, you're not watching for a wreck. You like cars and you're a gearhead and whatever else. I'm sure there are some people who secretly root for a crash, but it's few and far between. But let me call out the meteorologists on television who are standing in 140 mile an hour winds trying to report the story. It's all for show. There is no benefit to the viewer for you to be standing out risking your life other than a show. It's, it's, I mean, it's all a show for them to stand out there and I can barely hear you. I'm going to send it back to you in the studio. Woo. It's so fake. And so this is why people don't like the media because they, 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 they self-aggrandize themselves and they do it just for the marketing and just for the audio and the video. Okay. Yeah. You say this is why they don't like the media. You want to bet that their cable news numbers are through the roof right now. You want to, you want to say maybe the people in Florida don't have power, uh, but you know, right now, people are watching the Weather Channel. They're watching CNN. They're watching MSNBC. Uh, they're watching Fox. They're watching, you know, hell, you know, they're they're watching the Cartoon Channel if it's got uh, hurricane coverage on it. Okay, I mean, but hold on a second. Why I'm sitting in St. Louis? What do I care that there's a hurricane in Florida? Other than, you know, the as you say, the people in Florida need to know about the hurricane. They don't have any power. All they have is transistor radios and batteries. So you better have somebody local on the ground telling you what to do. What do I care about, uh, you know, somebody telling me about it in St. Louis? It doesn't do me any good. No, it's all for no, show. But, but there is still that. I mean, it's like looking at a car wreck. 
I mean, why 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 are people fascinated with the car wrecks? It's the same sort of thing, you know. I mean, it's that same sort. You know, I mean, if you're if you're driving down the road, why do you have to slow down to see a car wreck? If the car's off by the side of the road, why do you have to slow down to see it? You're fascinated by it. Well, no, that's I I I, I get that, but. I just really I'm so tired of these people standing out in this storm, you know, pretending to to give me to uh, give me the news when they're just sort of, you know, it's all marketing. But they can okay, tell but, me the same no, thing wait, inside wait, 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 showing wait, wait, pictures. Okay, first of all, first of all, I know you. You are a man that never met a camera, a microphone, or a newspaper columnist you didn't like. That okay. is true. Okay. I am an egomaniac. I yeah, will grant so, you yeah. that. So, so, you know, when you say it's all marketing, you do the same thing. I do the same thing. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm not so, so sure about that because there have been numerous times where we could have interjected ourselves into the story and we decided against it because it was too gratuitous. It was too, you know, somebody else was going to be run through the ringer at our expense. And so we backed off and didn't make ourselves part of this this story. Well, I I agree I agree with you on that, but at the same time, at the same time, you you do things where you know it just you know sounds better. You know, I mean, if you're you know, of course, let's say let's take it let's we're Midwest guys. Let's take a tornado, right? If you can be out there. After the tornado hits, and do it like you're on the scene, even though it's all theater of the mind, you give that theater of the mind. And here I am, I'm looking at the devastation, here's what I see. Now, on the same token, you can just get on the radio and say, boy, there was uh, some trees down, and a house was uh, wrecked there on the corner of uh, 58th and Elm, right? But no, but you go out there to add a little showbiz to it, because that's what the people want. Okay, but there's a difference between once the hurricane passes and the person is safe and look at this car, look at this flood wall, look at this damage. Okay, fine. I get that. That's telling me a story. But standing outside, risking your life in 150 degree mile an hour winds, you're, what am I gaining from you standing there in the wind barely able to talk? Because you want to you wanna secretly hope that you know they get hit by a trash can or go sliding down the street when when the wind hits them and they can't stand up. Yeah, so they make themselves the story and not the actual hurricane. Well, which is my point. Well, yeah, but what else do you say about a hurricane other than boy, this really sucks? <laughs> well, that right. No one's going to call and be like, oh, let's let's talk about a hurricane. By, by the way, okay. By the way, have you ever have you ever been in a hurricane? You ever been uh, in Florida when one of those hit? I have not been. No. I have. I was in. I was in Stewart, Florida, when um, Hurricane Andrew hit back in '92, mm. and I did the whole evacuation. I drove up to Daytona Beach and stayed at Daytona Beach, so I was probably about 150 miles or so from where the hurricane hit. 120 miles from where it hit. Yeah. And uh, just the the impact of that, the waves, the uh, the wind, just the 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 atmospheric feel to it was was incredible and i'm you know over 100 miles away from the place um and then you go afterwards you go back down afterwards and you see it's like being in a war zone because when this when this hurricane passes 
you're going to see, you know, National Guard from all over coming down there with in their Jeeps and all these electricians and their trucks coming through to re renew power. It, it's, a, it's a very, the, the damage that a hurricane does and, and the, the devastation it does, uh, it's uh, it's amazing. And nothing, not like a tornado, not even close to what a tornado does. Well, yeah, it's a different, a tornado lasts for, you know, two minutes. It does the damage and then it, you know, sort of, it's there's a path. The one house ruined. The other house is untouched. The hurricane, you know, you got storm surges and water and rain and wind and it's a whole other nightmare. And but um, you, gotta, you gotta admit, you know what? There is something though too, and maybe you know we, we talk about these reporters and all that, but there is something to just see the power of Mother Nature. You know, there's something to be watching that just the the power of Mother Nature and how uh, the the how magnificent it can be. You know, and uh, and that as opposed to just looking at uh, a screen with the uh, radar showing you red, green, and blue. You know, I mean, it's uh, there's something to be said for just looking at the power of Mother Nature. Yeah, no, I I get it. Um, you know, it's tragic. It's terrible. I get it. I, I, I would be one of those people who would want to stay, though. You would stay? I would want I mean, I would... Uh, I, 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 I would stay, I, I'm, sh I'm sure somebody would talk me into leaving, but I would want to stay till the bitter end. You know what? I had a friend, uh, who stayed during another hurricane. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Andrew, but it was, it was, and it wasn't like one of the really, really big major ones, but it was a, it was a bad enough hurricane. Yeah. And she said, she said, you know, she stayed and she said, she locked herself in her, she was in her closet, locked herself in the closet and never been so frightened in her life. She said, never do that again. Said, never really? That again. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a hurricane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really? And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even a massive one like this one here. Uh, I've got a friend here in Omaha whose mother lives in Sarasota and she didn't leave. So, you know, don't, uh, hopefully she's safe and everything's okay. But yeah, she stayed in Sarasota and Sarasota got hit real hard. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's that great. Um, I don't know what you call it. A, that that great phrase where the guy's in a flood and uh, this guy's walking out of the, you know, oh, my goodness, the flood's coming. Come on, you know, get in the car. And the guy says, no, no, no. Jesus will save me. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And then, and then the flood goes up and all of a sudden the guy comes by in a canoe and come on, hop in. I'll save you. No, no, no. I'm saying Jesus is going to save me. The Flood gets to the top of the house. He's on the roof. A helicopter comes by. And, hey, I will send a rope. No, no, no. Jesus will save me. He dies. He goes to the pearly gates. And St. Peter says, what, what are you doing here? He's like, how come, how come Jesus didn't, didn't, didn't come and save me? And St. Peter says, I sent you a guy, a canoe, a boat, and a helicopter. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, no. By the way, you tell a joke really bad. You, you, don't, you don't tell Well, us. I was telling a joke to a person who knew the joke already. I don't want to take time telling you the joke you already know. Yeah, but maybe some of the listeners didn't know, and you could have, you know, sold it a little bit better. Well, but, but here's the thing. Okay, so what do you think about this? I mean, Florida, you know, Florida is a, it was a stronghold, you know, many, many Donald Trump supporters there in Florida, right? Still, yeah. And, and you have these people that just, you know, we need to drain the swamp, drain the swamp. We don't need the government. We don't need the government. Well, the government provided the National Weather Service to give you the information. 
The government provides the SBA with small business loans to help these business people get back on, on, on their feet. The government provides FEMA that has food and water waiting for them, you know. And then at the same time, these are people that say, we don't need, we don't need all this stuff. I wonder how many of them will be like the first in line complaining about government services not being there for them. I think Donald Trump should just start throwing um, <laughs> rolls of toilet paper at people. It was paper towels, but yeah. <laughs> oh, God. How, how, how is um, Mar-a-Lago? Oh, that's on the other side, isn't it? But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is, a, I mean, this is a real serious issue here in that right now, Ron DeSantis needs to be working with Joe Biden. Yes. But can he? Because remember when her uh, Superstorm Sandy hit, and um, um, oh geez, the uh, the governor of New Jersey, um, Chris Christie, uh, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, yeah, hunt Barack Obama for helping him out during Superstorm Sandy, and it pretty much ruined his presidential hopes. You know, that's I an, mean, that's that. I mean, that's that's pathetic. That is pathetic. If somebody somehow held that against Chris Christie for for working with the federal government for his own state, really? But they did. I know some people did. I know well, some That's people insane. did, and, but it was you know he was he was and it wasn't and it wasn't the Democrats that were doing it. Well, I know some, and so there's some of those politicians who you know don't really vote on federal aid if it's a liberal state or something. It's so yeah. it's, it's so embarrassing. We got a candidate um, here, a Republican candidate running for Congress, and he's running an ad. And he's complaining about all of Nancy liberal uh, Nancy Pelosi's liberal spending, right? But then he talks about all the money he brought back for our Air Force base and for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like all these people who are saying, you know, hey, look at this great new bridge we're building. I got, you know, I, I helped secure the funds. You didn't vote for the transportation bill. <laughs> but actually, actually, this congressman, this congressman did vote for the transfer uh, transportation bill. And he's getting uh, beat up by uh, people in his own party for it. It's so, but, but you know what? Most voters don't care. They don't pay attention. They just, you know, they're they're bumper sticker voters. You know, they don't really appreciate it. They don't get that it's a game. They don't get that the politicians are lying to them. You know, feeding them information. Yeah. Um, we we've got that Corey Bush down here, who you know is defund the police. She voted with nine Democrats. And 55 Republicans to, like, not vote or to vote against some type of police funding bill. So you've got nine crazy Democrats and 55 crazy Republicans all voting together against, um, you know, in favor of defunding the police. And you're like, this is it's they're so crazy on both ends that it wraps around and they touch each other. Here's the problem. And here's where we in the media we the media make this mistake and the average citizen makes this mistake. Okay. A couple, and I don't care, take, take the liberals, take the conservatives, a couple of crazies make a comment. Uh-huh. Right. We then attribute that to all liberals or all conservatives. Right. It, 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 it's like, Oh, these people, well, not everybody, not, you can be, you can be a conservative and still vote for uh, a an infrastructure bill because you know we need infrastructure. You know you can be a liberal, you can be a liberal and uh, and vote against and vote against uh, uh, some spending bill because you think the deficit is too high. 
it's you know, but no, we got to be like one or the other, and everybody has to be lumped into the same category, and that's to the detriment of America. Well, I, I said this on my show the other day. When I was against defunding the police, I was called a right-wing wacko. Now I'm against defunding the FBI, and now I'm some lily-white liberal. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, can, we, can we change topics? Can we talk about Brett Favre? Sure. Are you following this, this story at all? Yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not 100% sure just how much he really knew about it, though. Well, I don't know, man. It doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't look good for him at all, no. And by the way, for people that haven't been following this story, why don't you give the uh, the, the uh, you know elevator pitch for it? Well, I'll try and do it better than I did with that great joke that I butchered. You would have to do it better than you did with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, it would be impossible uh, to do it any worse. So, Brett Favre. Uh, former NFL quarterback, former New York Jet quarterback, and um, uh, a native of the state of Mississippi. Apparently, um, the governor used some type of funds, welfare funds, on a personal project that Brett Favre was pushing, which was like volleyball courts for his kid's school. Yeah. And so... They've now traced this back with emails and text messages and everything saying, hey, I don't know if you know this, Brett, but uh, this is not a we, we really can't do this, but I'll take care of you type of deal. Um, and so the more and more they dig into this, the more and more they're realizing that this money came from legitimate charities and legitimate charities weren't funded because they wanted to funnel this money for these personal projects from Brett Favre. It's really does not look good at all. And I saw where like Sirius, he had a he had a sports talk show on Sirius. They canceled that or put it on hold for the time being. And right, uh, he's yeah, he's not talking. He's not taking any. Yeah. He's not he's not answering any questions right now. Um, I don't know, man. It doesn't look good for old Brett Favre. You know, I think I think there's a situation where these guys they have everything handed to them, so. Even if they're not, I mean, maybe they're not bad people or anything, but, you know, they've had everything handed to them, so they don't see this as being wrong, you know, just like, oh, yeah, I, I always get what I want, you know? Well, it, it's, it's, you know, as my grandmother said, who, you know, barely graduated high school, never went to, to college, wasn't considered a smart woman. She would always tell us, you don't get credit for being good when someone's watching you. You only get credit for being good when no one's watching you. And when no one's watching these people, time and time again, they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get, get credit for doing the right thing when the cameras are on. Are you doing the right thing when the cameras are off? And, you know, all these charlatans are out there, you know, lying to these people. Uh, any way they can just to sort of get reelected and stay in the spotlight. And, you know, it's just so insincere. I can't believe people can't see right through it. Yeah. Uh, hey, all I need is a, a good little uh, video there of me, you know, feeding the homeless there on uh, Thanksgiving. Just show me a little bit of video there. And uh, right. yeah. Yeah. You know? I, know. I know. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, I'm. Uh, we're we're about out of time already, man. This is a really. This one went fast. Oh, all right. Well, it, 
it went fast as I'm such a good joke teller. <laughs> and actually, I'm not so sure that's a joke. That was more of a parable, wasn't it? A parable? Isn't that like what the arch is? The what? The arch. Isn't the arch a parable? The, uh, the St. Louis arch? Or it's a or it's a parabola. What's a parable? By the by the way, by the way, you know what? Your geometry jokes aren't any better. <laughs> a parable. That's, that's what that's what Jesus would use to you know teach his lessons. Oh, I didn't know that. I I I would just call it um, church school. You know that was funny. That was comedy. Well, no, it's just it's just uh, the the the. Yeah. So so I, you want you want to know. You want to know what I'm going to do when I hang up from this phone call? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> remember, remember, there, there are others listening. It's not just me and you talking. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to pull a uh, uh, Jeffrey Tubin if if that's what you're asking. Okay. <laughs> which which I really I really feel bad for Jeffrey Tubin. I I I he I loved his his commentary. I mean, I know he's no longer working for CNN, which is a shame. But I always thought he was a good guy. But uh, I mean, he still is. But oh, he is a good guy. He just is a bad good guy. timing. Because uh, I used to uh, when I had talk radio in Kansas City, uh, we were an ABC affiliate. He was with ABC at the time, and I had him on my program all the time. And he was he was always insightful and nice and yeah. accommodating. Yeah, he's no, just, you're right. No, it's I feel I feel bad for him in that regard. Yeah, he's just got some bad bad timing. I um I have a box next to me filled with Mardi Gras beads, which I will be sifting through and throwing out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been with you to Mardi Gras. Yes, a few times. I, I know how much you love your Mardi Gras beads. Yes. Is the, is the, is the fact that you now have a daughter... Changing your mind about Mardi Gras? It's an end of an era. I've carried this box around for 10 years. Time to get rid of it. Moving it. I've, I've decluttered my life. I've just thrown away things. Like, I, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with a 1996 second place KFAB Associated Press Sports Award plaque? What am I supposed to do with that? Do do I throw that away? Do I keep it? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Wait, you want to save it for the museum, don't you? I have I have carts of like um, features that I did for Nebraska um, pregame. What am I supposed to do with those? I don't know. Am I supposed to throw those away? Am I supposed to keep them? Okay, so just so that everybody knows, you just moved into a new house. What a week ago. Yes, that is correct. Shouldn't you throw this stuff away before you move them? Well, there were, you know, as we you know, I've thrown away a lot of stuff, but, you know, they're in a box, throw it in the box. I'll deal with it when I unpack it, right? It, it's easier to pack it than, than to throw away. So this was the stuff I found in boxes that were packed away from three moves ago that I'm finally opening. Yeah, I know. I, I've got the same thing. I got all this stuff. It's all this memorabilia and everything, and it's like, yeah. I mean, for real, am I supposed to throw out Associated Press plaque? 
from 25 years ago? I don't know. Maybe just take just take a picture of it and have a digital file that you know that you can leave Emerson and say, hey. Here's all the stuff your dad did, you know? At one point, I was second best in a sports story in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, Do you, do you so, remember by any chance who you lost out to and why? No, no, no. So I didn't throw it out. I, I put it above my uh, fireplace mantle in the uh, living room so everybody could see it when they come in. So... <laughs> So you know, your 1996 second place sports award is in a prominent place in your living room. I'm kidding you. That no, no, I know you. I don't think you are. <laughs> oh, you, you know what else I found? The huh. picture of me standing on the field at Wrigley Field, and you giving me the second place award for the sitcom derby championship. <laughs> You know, okay, that's a great little story there about about Wrigley Field. You, me, and our friend Jimbo. There was a player from Omaha playing for the Chicago Cubs, and this would have been like what? This would have been like what? Night ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere on there. Yeah. And he's playing for the Chicago Cubs. You called and lied to the Cubs front office about wanting to do an interview with this guy. So we could get press passes so we could be on the field during batting practice at a Cubs game. I didn't lie. I wanted to do an interview with the guy. Did we do an interview with the guy? Well, no, it didn't come to fruition. I couldn't find the guy. Uh, he was from the Omaha Royals, I thought. And they were playing the Royals, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, was, I, uh, I, did, I did. Well, look, I was from a radio station, and we were going to Wrigley Field. And I had a tape recorder, and we, we wanted to interview people. And so they gave me a press credential. As I recall, I, I, don't, I don't even recall you bringing a tape recorder. What I do recall from that trip, what I do recall from that trip is that we got into Chicago. We drove all night, did it in Chicago for the game, hook up with your cousin, uh, you know, and then we all go, to, all go to the game. And then we go listen to blues music in Chicago. Where we might have, where we might have had a few cocktails, and realize we don't have a place to stay. So we're driving all around Chicago, and end up, literally, like in Cabrini Green. We're we're in the projects, and you got out at like two in the morning to go into a gas station to ask for directions on where we can stay. Yeah, first of all, I'm in the way back. So I don't know where the hell we are. And you both, you and Jimmy, like, get out and ask that guy. I'm like, okay. So blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white guy in Cabrini Green at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, excuse me. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, how do you get to the Holiday Inn Express from here? <laughs> the other part, other part I remember is that we stopped at White Castle. Actually, actually, I got back in the car and I'm like, uh, we should probably leave here quickly. <laughs> Three white guys. It, we're not going to last five minutes in this place. We're not looking to buy meth, officer. Really, we're not. <laughs> um, uh, the other part of that trip that I remember is that we stopped at White Castle, and we loaded up on uh, sliders. I mean, we just loaded up, loaded up on, on White Castle and the, on the cheeseburgers, and all that. And what I remember is that you should never have a long car trip with three guys 
who drank all night the night before and had White Castle hamburgers for breakfast because you're going to be driving all the way back to Omaha with the windows down. That car still stinks. <laughs> My friend, uh, I don't know if anybody else enjoys these podcasts, but I have fun with them. I have fun. Always good talking to you. And uh, we will uh, do this again every Thursday, a brand new Beck and Millhaven Just Saying podcast. Uh, get it wherever you get all your fine podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeart, uh, iTunes, I'm sure a few others. Um, and uh, Justin Bateman, all of our listeners are real. We don't buy any views or fake bots to listen to this drivel. Everyone's real. The listeners are real. We're not. Have yourself, all right. have yourself a good day. Go and enjoy. Throw out all your stuff that you should have thrown out before you move. And I'll talk to you later. Hey, Tom. Give a drop. Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. A Huda Media Production.